I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched a 1932 silly symphony called Santa's Workshop. Yes. This, I mean, the, as far as plot synopses go, it's it's basically just taking a peek at, at what Santa and his elves are doing at the North Pole right before Christmas. Um, a, lot of, a lot of gags of building dolls and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Brushing reindeer teeth. Brushing reindeer teeth. <laughs> Santa's checking the list with the help of his secretary that he apparently has. Um, just that, just that sort of thing. He's a jolly old fellow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did what did we think of this cartoon? To me, it was enjoyable overall. It was nothing super special, but it was. Might be weird to say, but I I think it was a little bit more enjoyable than I thought. So I just mean it's it's not like that it was sure. great or spectacular, but yeah. But she it had was, like a decent time. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fine. The, it sounded good. The, it was colorized. The color looked good. We'll clarify. We saw it twice. <laughs> yeah. We did see it twice. We'll talk about in in the in a particular section why. Um, yeah. Overall, it's it's cute enough. Um, it's of the vein of a lot of silly symphonies where I just don't. I I just can't really care. It's cuteness for the sake of cuteness, and it's kind of just not really my bag. Um, which is kind of why I'm just not really about most silly symphonies. It's fine enough. Like it's a cute little holiday thing, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Let's get specific then. Um, let's talk about the story and characters as well. There's not really a story, but there's some characters. We got Santa. We got his secretary. Uh, we got various elves doing stuff. It, it was funny, the group of elves in the beginning that had really deep voices when they sang. I wasn't quite expecting that. I think that's a different take I've ever seen uh-huh. on elves. Um, and I definitely enjoyed some of the gags. Some of my absolute favorites. One is the checkerboard paint. Like they were doing chess boards or checkerboards. That's and what they paint Sonic's world with. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, you just painted it and it was all in checkerboards. It was so great. Yeah, like the paint has a checkerboard pattern. He paints it and it looks like a perfect checkerboard, even though he just like slathers it on there. Yeah. It's like... Like, they obviously aren't making this joke, but it's like like clicking and adding a pattern to, to an image in Photoshop or something. It just, like, it looks perfect, but he just does it with paint. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah. And then one of my others that just, I was like, wait, what? But basically, there were some dolls coming down a conveyor belt. They scared them with the spider, and the doll's hair went up in the air. And then this this contraption captured the hair to put it in curlers or whatever to make it have locks or, you know. Uh, to make the hair beautiful. Yeah. And it was just, I was like, what? You know, but yeah. So that was, that was silly cute. I also liked the the horses, like the whole process where they, you know, stuck a head on, they cut off the body part, then they had to do the tail. But I liked then it came to this last part where it showed on one side and they, oh, Right before that is there was some department where these tells slid out. They slathered in some paint and threw in the tell. And then it went to this last person who, who just basically with a paintbrush splotted perfectly on each side. So like he'd splat to do a, a polka dot pattern or whatever on the horse and then turn to the other side. So, yeah, yeah. just cute gags like that. What do, what do you all think about this uh, depiction of Santa? 
I'm pretty good. I mean, jolly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely jolly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like how he wasn't super helpful <laughs> all the time, but no, he, he was very good natured. And I even like how he handled the like kind of the naughty nice list. Technically, there was a girl and, and she ate her spinach. So she was going to get the doll she wanted. And then the boy, and I'm glad they didn't like make it like, oh, he was doing all these mean things. But basically, he hadn't washed behind his ears. But he had this huge long list of all the stuff that he wanted. All kinds of animals. So, yeah, it was great. So Santa's just jolly happy. He's like, we'll get him an ark. And then... Yeah. Um, and then and then he's like, and, and we'll send some soap along, too, for that ear issue. Yeah. yeah Did he? So he oh, I thought he only gave him soap. No, no, no. He said the oh, ark. But he okay. said... No, he, he said, said, said to add soap. To add some soap. I see. Yeah. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say change it to soap. He said add. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that's cute. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like he's going to give that kid stuff and he's going to give him the soap. And, like, that's... That's fun, like, rather than just, oh, he was a little bit naughty in an arbitrary way, so he just gets coal. There's no indication here that anybody gets coal, so. Yeah, and you get to see the arc, too. Yeah, yeah, later there's a whole uh, part that's got, like, clockwork wind-up stuff, like, going in almost like a a parade kind of thing, um, showing off different contraptions, and it's pretty cute. And one of them is, like, an arc that has little animals popping out the windows and sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what do we think of like the voice acting stuff? Because there's actual voice acting now. <laughs> there has there's there's been a, a bit of it before, but it's generally been like that's Walt Disney doing a, a line, or that's uh, one of his his guys doing it. Um, and it's still kind of that. But what you what you guys think of the? I thought it was crisp. I liked uh, whenever. Uh... So you you mentioned the the line with the arc, uh, yeah. And after you said a cake of soap, and the the uh, elf was like whispering a cake of soap as he's like walking to I guess assign what kid gets what. Yeah, and yeah. That was silly. He he wants to remember it. Yeah, so he kept saying it, saying it. Um, and yeah, I I liked whoever was the secretary sounded grumpy and kind of crotchety. That was a good voice. The secretary was Pinto Kolvik, who you might better know as Goofy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, yes. Wow, okay. And who was Santa, anybody that I know? Santa was Walter Geiger. I don't recognize the name, but... Okay. But, he, but he had a very and good... And it says Santa's voice. second helper, which I'm gonna guess is the one that ran off talking about the soap that's disney ah. oh okay cute 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 but yes i i really like santa's voice his whole demeanor but he had a good laugh all of that yeah and then the toys were really cute um it was you know it's a shame the the some of when we get to the how's it hold up section that they threw in because otherwise i mean they were just really cute toys i mean the way they did it and especially like uh, Danica alluded to, like at the end, after you see some specific things and how they're built, you know, you have this whole line of toys that are going into Santa's bag that, you know, it's almost like a, a big parade. And then there's, you know, yeah, you and, see another variety. And dipping into animation even more heavily. Uh, yeah, like I, I like the clockwork nature of them and, and how, they, how they're kind of depicted. Like it's like, Yes, the animators are doing a good job at making this feel like a tinker toy kind of thing, like mm-hmm. like a toy rather than, you know, yeah, like they're not struggling to make it feel like a toy, I guess. Um, and I, and I like that. Yeah, because some uh, like a lot of them are 
that type of wooden toys and I can I can remember back in the, <laughs> at the day but that you know had all kinds of joints and things that that made them be able to kind of move and maneuver and and yeah they just did a really nice animation and making that look like a wooden toy with these different joints that were making its legs move and so forth yeah uh anything else with animation y'all want to I wanted to be clear about how we saw it twice I earlier on just in case an audience member wanted to watch it uh there is a disney version and then we watched i guess a downloaded version and there was a little bit of a difference between the two yeah one scene in particular yeah um and and the interesting thing is we'll talk about this in How's It Hold Up, but there was this this very distinctive disclaimer beforehand. And then when we watched the the Disney version, I was like, well, the Disney yeah, Plus version, the, the Disney Plus version. I thought, well, yeah, I I mean, I can see the two bits that 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 was you know that was problematic, that was racist, but it but compared to a lot of the silly symphonies we've been seeing, I'm thinking wasn't that egregious. You know, compared to, you know, a lot of the stuff they do. But then we saw what was <laughs> deleted. So, yeah, Disney Plus deleted the real problem scene, which we will discuss here shortly. Um, anything with sound design? It had a lot of texture. Like, it, it really supported all of the kind of building and, and uh, almost factory sort yeah, of Yeah, sounding like you're in a workshop. Yeah, the, the uh, when you're hammering in the legs of the horse, the, even the... Uh, splatting or the flinging of the paint towards the horses. They all had their kind of little sounds. So it really was a nice texture to make it feel full. And as is typical of this era, pretty much all of it is like on kind of a beat too, like going along with the music that's kind of carrying the whole thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? So first, let's talk about what we saw on Disney+. Plus. Um, as Mom mentioned, it has a disclaimer when you watch it that sits there for like 12 seconds. You can't skip it. Mentioning like, you know, in the past, sometimes our cartoons had ethnic stereotypes and stuff. And we don't want to erase that or whatever. So we're presenting this to you as it is. Yeah, they even say it wasn't right then. It isn't right now. Yeah, But yeah. we want to preserve and show you that, yeah, this... So we can learn from our mistakes. Yeah, and I think they do say, like, preserve. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so then we watch the cartoon, and the the main problematic element is uh, during the parade of the clockwork uh, little little guys. Uh, there There's two, like, or I think two. There's a couple of um, stereotypically looking Asian characters that, as they're in front of the screen, they're stereotypical like the Asian signifier music that, that white people always love to use. And part of their little clockwork thing is that they turn their heads towards the camera and their hair like goes up like they're surprised or something. So that's obviously racist. Um, that was the most egregious part. And then the kind of questionable one after that was that there was uh, a, like a cart with a donkey. Yeah. And- a cart driver and, and the donkey would like kind of kick it and, it, that cart dri- that cart driver could have maybe been a little bit of like a a, a black stereotype. It was it was a little hard almost, to tell. Almost, almost, yeah. almost like a yeah. almost like a blackface or minstrel yeah. type stereotype. Is it wasn't it as like clear me. as the the obvious 
Asian racism, but like that was it was questionable, certainly. Given given the disclaimer, yeah, you you kind of look for it. You're sure. like, okay, why are you telling us this? And so those are the two that seemed most egregious. Right. So something that the disclaimer didn't say that it did originally say was that it claimed that it was presenting the short as it was originally released. Uh, that claim has since been removed from the streaming service because, as we saw when we watched the completely uncut version, there is a scene with little Dolly sliding down a slide and Santa uh, picks one up, this little white girl, and tells her to say mama or whatever, which is a little weird, but it's whatever. And then he like pats an okay on her behind because she's working like she should. And she goes off and then a little black girl doll comes down and does the mammy thing and uh, does and jumps on the thing to do an okay on her butt and runs off while Santa's just laughing. That wasn't in the Disney Plus version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And um, you can see why maybe some people were a little upset when they claimed that it was presented as originally released originally. Yes. Um, l- so I want to kind of get into this because <laughs> this is honestly the main reason that we watched this short because it's a relatively forgettable one overall. I don't like seeing those things in old cartoons, obviously, but I believe that we shouldn't erase those parts from the cartoons yeah. at least entirely i am okay with the fact that like in the 2000s and stuff uh cartoon network aired a bunch of t- like tom and jerry and looney tunes and cut out minor like blackface gags in there that's fine that those exist that cuts the stuff that doesn't work anymore today but the original version should still be available somewhere easily accessible to people because otherwise Disney and other people can act like that stuff wasn't there to yeah. begin with. Literally, like literally whitewashing. Right. And and if you're going to have, sorry, don't yeah. lose your train of thought. If you're going to have a disclaimer exactly. saying that this was not okay then, it's not okay now, and we're preserving it to, to learn from our mistakes, don't cut out your egregious scene. It's, it's really... Like it's cleverly worded it's disingenuous. to yeah, it's cleverly worded to like a, to at least nominally appease the people who are ticked at them for saying that the short was presented as originally released, while still like cutting the thing that if parents watched it, they would actually definitely complain about. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. <sighs> what what do I want to say? I I mean it's disingenuous. It is. Uh, a little deceitful to say, like, hey, so we were bad in the past. Uh, and then you watch it looking for it and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. The past wasn't that bad. When right. they cut out the most egregious part where you're like, that's oh, really, that's that awful. Would be really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless it almost, I feel like, should be an option side by side of like, here is a more yeah. censored version because that was really messed up. But here is the original version so that you can see what we were okay with releasing. So yeah, that you yeah. can know. And you can, like, finagle it and put, like, an age lock on that if you want to not have, like, little kids be able to stumble into the completely uncut version. Right. But, like, they don't have it. And I, I think I think what's so fascinating and horrific to me about that, that stuff having been in this cartoon to begin with is... The overall tone of this thing is so cutesy and family friendly and like nice, right? Yeah. 
And yet they thought that within that tone, it was still okay and appropriate to take pot shots at Asian people and have the Manny blackface joke. Like there's something really horrifying about the idea that this short was at the time by white people considered perfectly family friendly and cute because that's what Disney is mostly trying to present it as now cutting the most egregious scene but Disney back then thought that it already was that and just what that says about the extent to which racism permeated white culture and still does but like so obviously back then is just horrific and that's needs to not be forgotten yeah yeah i mean because i just oh my gosh from a from a mother from a grandmother and from a teacher perspective to just see you know that any children of color watching this it you were so othered in that just in the way santa even just treated those two dolls and even to me how those two dolls visually looked oh and well, yeah then, you know the way that the way that the black girl uh, doll was drawn was like clearly just like a blackface caricature like the, the big lips the the um hairstyle that they always like to do on blackface caricatures of of women and kind of girls and stuff where it's like the couple of like pigtails going straight up with a little bow or whatever like it's just to a t the stereotype of the time it's yeah. it's awful yeah and i mean and the, and like Danica said, here you have this supposed harmless, family-friendly little uh, snippet of Santa's workshop where every child should feel happy and safe. And and even they did such a nice job of not doing this naughty nice and with this kid that was obviously being a little bit greedy and all the things they asked for. Santa coming up with a wonderful solution. I'm going to get this kid an arc. And okay, he's not washing behind his ears, so I will... I will include a bar of soap and then you're going to do that oh my goodness yeah i mean it wasn't considered awful by the people doing it at the time yeah yeah. and i want i i phrase it that way particularly because a lot of times people like to frame it as it wasn't considered bad at the time and that's untrue (laughs) it wasn't considered bad by the creators and their predominant audience at the time but there were plenty of people back then who knew just as firmly as people know now that it was wrong. Yeah. And we and should always talk sense. about history that way. There's yeah. not a time wherein these things were okay. There's a time wherein the dominant culture decided that it was okay and ignored those who disagreed. Yeah. Yeah. And even the structure of it. Uh, so when they cut that scene out, what you get is... Santa testing a plane, it flying around. I don't think you even see the plane come down the chute, do you? I think it like just you touched do. him and it's it there. Did. It, it did, did show it. It did okay, came okay. after after the dolls. Okay, interesting. So so you see that it kind of flies around and it it, it like pops into his mouth and then it, he he takes it out and it spins a second time and like breaks stuff. So you have this kind of like intro to the joke set up with the plane and then kind of an escalation. For comedy. Mm-hmm. So you go back to the scene that was cut. You have this white doll like saying mom. And he's like, no, say mama. And so she says mama. And it's like, all right, you're good. And then the escalation is this other, this little black girl doll 
like just sliding down like it's supposed to be funny because she like knows what she's supposed to say this is what she's supposed to do because she just hops onto the okay thing and moves on and he's just laughing jolly the whole time yeah this is fully this is fully comedy there's no question about it yeah and yeah like they knew what they were doing everything is set up to a t yeah for the music for the pacing this is an accident. hundred percent. And they thought that that was okay to show their children back then. Like, again, I, like, you know, there's a misconception I think a lot of people have that all of the Disney and, and Looney Tunes and stuff shorts made back then were, like, made specifically for kids. And, and that wasn't the case. They were made to be enjoyed by everyone kind of thing. So this is something that they put in the cartoon thinking that it would be totally fine for children to watch it. And that's like, that's upsetting. Yeah. (laughs) That's upsetting because they don't, they don't care or even think about any black children watching it. And who knows how easy it was for black children to watch movies back then. I, I'm not sure, but like, it wasn't a concern to them. Cause why, why would it be? They don't care about that. Well, even too, is your, to me, you're, perpetuating racism because then right. even all the white kids watching is like oh this is okay. yeah 100 it's just it and just reinforces yeah what culture is telling them is fine yeah, yeah like how many white kids would say to black kids like mammy at them i'm or sure have them do it i mean yeah probably not as many as you might think and that they were going to segregated schools at the time fair um but yeah i mean 100 percent. it just reinforces in their in their heads like oh if i see a black person this is that's what comes to mind for me is these jokes that black pay blackface performers and blackface caricatures and cartoons make because also let's not forget that blackface performers were big back then still yeah. um and that's where all these jokes even come from is that the mammy thing with with the like taking any and putting the arms out like that is specifically like referencing al john al jolson or whatever a big blackface performer like it's all a part of the same thing and it was just white people loved that stuff back then because they were awful. Yeah. They're still awful today, but just in more subtle ways. Yeah. So I say they, I'm white, but yeah, it's just. Yeah. And just, so just cutting that, but then also slapping this disclaimer, seemingly to present it as like, oh, we're so sorry about the bad things, and but you're not, you you don't get to see the full extent. And they have that same, I think probably verbatim, they have that same uh, disclaimer on front of things like the Peter Pan movie and Lady and the Tramp movies and stuff that we know have those egregious racism moments and they don't cut those because people know those movies too well for them to do it and besides none of it's on the level of like a mammy gag right so it's you know they'll they'll have that and then when you have this on front of that you kind of assume the same thing yep. of this is uncut just like Peter Pan is you know but it it isn't and again, I'm not like, yeah, I want to have the Santa Claus cartoon on there that like has a mammy joke and have kids watch that. Obviously not what I'm saying, but like, I feel like they should just have all of their cartoons on there and they can have a split between like the kid friendly version and the original uncut version as it was. But like, yeah. they, there's no reason for them to want to do that when they or, can just shove that stuff under the rug. Yeah. Or at least acknowledge like this isn't how it was originally 
presented. Yeah. Like, even we have this, but yeah, also... You, yeah, you this, need to say a scene has been cut. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, to, yeah, absolutely say that. Yeah, because not many people are going to look. No. They're, they're not going to know. Yeah, no, they're not going to know. They're just going to think, oh, what a cute cartoon from 1932. And they're going to be like, it wasn't that bad. Like, yeah. The, this must not have been that bad. Yeah, there was a little there's a little bit of racism there, but it wasn't that bad. Let's go on to our favorites <laughs> and least favorites. Um, what was your least favorite moment in the cartoon? The whole cartoon. The, the, the full uncut? The, yeah, the, the yeah, full the, the yeah. full cartoon. Uh, yeah, obviously the it's the cut scene. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. yeah, it's the, the wor- it's the worst scene because it's terrible. And then the runner up would be the little Asian caricatures in, in the wind up doll parade, which wasn't cut because it was like a and long bit, panning yeah. shot, so it would be difficult for them to do that, and they want to. Yeah, and the Mitchell and the donkey, which came right behind the right, Asian, right, uh, yeah, Asian stereotypes. Yes, I think there was something between them, but yeah, yeah. What was your favorite moment? I think mine is the checkerboard. I know that sounds, but it's I a good just gag. loved that so much. I would love paint like that. That was definitely <laughs> my favorite gag. I think my favorite part was was probably the the wind up doll parade stuff. Like that was just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, the, the different. They had a lot of different types of toys and stuff there. It was really cute. I yeah. agree. Yeah, aside, I like, aside from the racism part, of course. I know. I like the arc of that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I will agree too because I do. I did love that. I just love the paint. There was just something about that paint that I loved. I would love <laughs> love to have paint like that. Um, uh, who was your least favorite character of the many well-rounded characters? <laughs> <in this? laughs> I don't... Uh, I'm going to say the grumpy elf that was doing the naughty nice list. Sure. I don't know. I think I think just that I think that elf scalp. needs to to not be so hung up on washing behind the ears. Exactly. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> yes. He seemed like he cared a lot about that. He needed he needs a chill. <laughs> I think I don't know. He's like the checks and balances to this I very get generous it. Santa. He's like Santa's loving this letter. He's like, "Oh ho, you want this and this." And then he got all like, "Okay, but wait, like this is fishy, like looking through the book, turning really fast. I'm like, I gotta find this kid so I can... So who's your least favorite thing? <laughs> um, I mean, like you said, there's not a ton of characters. Um, I'll go with the elves in the beginning. Alright. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna also add it for a visual. I don't know why, but it just, it was weird to have um, an angel like on the front of Santa's sleigh. I don't know, that was just kind of weird. Um, it, You're well, the only one of us that thinks I know, that. No, 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 I know, but I just mean the it, what I'm trying to say is... Um, you said cherub earlier. Cherub or something. Just the way that, that it looked. Well, what I, what I just kind of found interesting is never in any depiction have I seen, because then also, not just the angel, but um, on the uh, the arms, it was like a lion. So it was, it was, I don't know, it was just kind of... It might have taken the design from something else. Yeah. And it's also... Interesting. But strong. But like, that... Was a fairly modern depiction. Like Santa is a a a symbol that isn't as old as we think it is, right? right. Like mm. I'd be curious to know when this aired versus when that kind of Santa image was created, and maybe it was they were st- it was still developing potentially, not streamlined. You know, uh, who is your favorite character? I mean, probably Santa, B- big jolly guy. He's he's fun throughout, and he. It's like, yeah, just give that kid some soap along with the presents. And I yeah. like that about him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they really had the jolly thing. 
down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to agree. I like Santa. Yeah. Let's go on to our overall consensus and rating. And you are rating the cartoon as it was originally made. Yeah. Well, I definitely would not recommend it for children <laughs> because of that. Um, and yeah. And, and again, I, I don't, I think subtle, like without even the Disney Plus version is what I'm saying. I think even subtle racism is not good. So I would not, yeah. uh, to me, that's almost worse because, you know, uh, then it can just slide under the radar and just go into the subconscious. So no, I would not recommend it for children. I think I'm going to go like a 1.5 for rating because of of the racism. I mean, other and and then also there's just nothing spectacular. Um, the animation was good, and I and I really like so many of the other things. I definitely I think I would have raised it another point or more, but just the fact that they're covering up and they removed a scene that just really bothers me. So I'm going to say 1.5, and I wouldn't recommend it. The short that we saw on Disney Plus was okay. At the time, there wasn't anything super egregious. Uh, sounded good. I mean, it looked really good because it was well-preserved. But knowing that if you were to watch it that way, you would get one sort of interpretation of, you know, comparison of this this warning at the front, uh, and then you'd see it. Uh, but then the actual cartoon has like a, a way more egregious thing that was removed that yeah like it's 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 hard to even say like well it's cute enough since it's removed like you should be able to watch it but with maybe saying like this was bad this was bad <sighs> yeah like it's like not worth it um so yes not recommend it the rating for the whole cartoon without the removal uh, I guess I'd give them a, a 1.75. Um, yeah, this is a very interesting uh, situation to have to kind of comment on. And unfortunately, not the uh, service saying that it's uncut kind of thing or or that like having to scum in front of it, but the otherwise pretty decent or even good cartoon having just a random blackface gag in it that like brings it down as... Not going to go away anytime soon in terms of the old cartoons that we're watching. Yeah. Um, Disney doesn't keep it up to too much longer uh, overall. Um, they have their own issues, but the actual blackface gags, they don't keep up too much longer. Uh, but the other studios sure do. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, like, I kind of have my own collection where it's like if i like a cartoon but it has a, a gag that's particularly distasteful i can just like cut it out for my own personal viewing you know um i wouldn't bother doing that with this one if all i had was the original uncut version because it's just not cute enough to warrant it it's fine 1.75 it's fine it has some egregious racism of the time but you know there's there's worse. Uh, the main upset is honestly just that they try that they're trying to hide that and be disingenuous with their presentation of it on their streaming service. So, and I guess I wonder if it would be a good, but I'm sure there's a ton of like either case study or like you show it to your child, an older child, because you would explain to them like this stuff was not okay, and like you said, people knew this stuff was not okay, but the dominant culture thought it was funny yeah. and they, and they were, they didn't care 
about the people that it would hurt. And yep. so that exists in these sorts of things. And you'll see that in other things. And, um, you know, either we'll letting them know like this stuff isn't okay. Um, uh, and I, I don't know, talking to them about either how to identify it or like, you know, if it's putting down a, a whole group of people or making fun of them, like that's bad and dangerous and, and unkind. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's tons of, of shorts to choose from. Oh yeah. <laughs> to teach this lesson. Tons. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you all. Next time we will be watching another Betty Boop cartoon. She's going to a museum this time, folks. Uh, she's going to see live dinosaurs and... Oh, there could be some How's It Hold Up stuff in there. We'll see. (laughs) Join us next time. Okay. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals two seven nine zero five six six every little bit helps and even with a minimum pledge you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed check it out for more info the two pieces of music used in this episode were created by kevin mcleod you can find both the curtain rises and cool cats at incomptech.com that's i-n-c-o-m-p-e-t-e-c-h.com Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.